Hello, my friend. Welcome to the very first episode of the She Chose Hope podcast. I am your host. My name is Cassidy, and it is my absolute privilege to welcome you into this space. I want this space to be somewhere that you are free to ask questions. I want it to be somewhere where we can be real about our struggles, we can share our hard stories, and we can walk away encouraged. Whenever you leave this space, I want you to be able to feel seen, and I want you to be able to feel heard, and I want you to be able to be equipped for whatever you are facing today. And so I am absolutely pumped to to offer this to you, to bring this to you, because I just think it's just so cool how God is working and moving. In today's episode, we are going to first talk about how did She Chose Hope become a podcast and how did it get its name? And then we're going to go into our topic for today of how do you choose hope whenever hope is painful? So let's not delay any longer. Let's go ahead and get into it. So The She Chose Hope podcast, how did this come about? Let me take you back to January 2021. I uh, decided after I graduated in December 2020 from college that I'm going to give this um, blogging, I'm going to give this a try again because I had been blogging before and I stopped for a lot of reasons. And so I relaunched it into the world and not long after I relaunched in January, I felt God tugging on my heart and him telling me that, hey, you are not done yet. Like literally the second day of the launch, we were having a launch party on Instagram. I'd already announced it to everybody and God was speaking to my heart saying, I want to do so much more than just a blog. And so I began, you know, okay, God, what do you want to do? What does that look like? And I remember later feeling like, oh, maybe it's a podcast. And I was like, we are not doing a podcast. (laughs) I was like, Lord, that's out of my wheelhouse. I don't know how to do that. But um, the Lord kept pressing and um, he put on my heart to do a series on the blog called She Chose Hope Stories. And if you haven't checked that out yet, I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can go check it out. But each month, um, there's a different story on the blog of a woman and how God has shown up in her circumstances that she thought were impossible. And it's just this these stories of God's faithfulness, which have been so precious and encouraging to my heart. And as we continued with these, um, God, (laughs) again, knocked on my heart and was like, there's more than just a blog series for She Chose Hope. And I didn't know what that meant, but I immediately began praying. Like, this has been since March of last year, guys, that God placed She Chose Hope on my heart, the words, and that I really wanted this to be an anthem of we're going to choose hope against hope. We're going to choose ultimate hope because we understand that Jesus is our hope. And that's really easy to say and all like, oh yeah, Jesus is my hope. That seems so simple and so elementary, but the reality is so often we place our hope. And I know for me, I'm speaking on behalf of my own self, placing hope in things like healing. If you're not familiar with my story, I have a chronic illness and disability that I've had for 11 years. And um, for a long time, my hope was in healing and my identity was in whether I was a sick sick individual or whether I was a healed individual and I put too much hope in that or you can put we can put hope in our jobs and we can put hope in our education and hoping hear me when I say hoping in these things is not wrong 
But placing our ultimate hope in these things is going to disappoint us and it's going to, um, they're going to fail us because it's inevitable. We live in a fallen state. And so when our ultimate hope is is in these things, once they crumble, we are left asking these questions of who am I? What does life have for me now? And when we can place our ultimate hope in the person of Jesus and realizing that his death, burial, and resurrection is the thing that we uh, that grounds us in that eternal perspective of we are going to see him one day in eternity. We are going to be with him, this lover of our soul, the one who redeemed us and rescued us, being able to say, I'm going to see him one day, and one day because I am with him, I will be healed. And um, like for me, I um, something I always say when people talk about healing is I am healed whether on this side of eternity or the other, because that promise of scripture of being with Jesus, uh, first off, having a healed relationship with God the Father through through the sacrifice of Jesus and his resurrection, that is powerful in and of itself. But then all these promises of scripture that come as being believers, that when we, when we see him one day, that will be ours. And so that is our ultimate hope. And I I really wanted to create a space that we could talk about these things because it's really easy to sit here and say oh yeah we have ultimate hope but if we're being honest at least if I'm being honest in our everyday life and in our everyday circumstances there are so many struggles and hard things that come that really shake that seem to shake this foundation of hope and there's days that are just really hard there are days that are just incredibly painful and it's hard to see where hope is because of how difficult things seem. So similar to the She Chose Hope series on the blog, the She Chose Hope podcast is going to be interviewing different women and but in these interviews not only are we going to be talking about their stories, we're going to be having real candid conversation. Some of the topics that we have lined up for season one are things like modesty, biblical sexuality, entrepreneurship, chronic illness, disability, and so much more. I am so excited to share with you um, what we have because I know in the like the recording of these interviews, I have been so encouraged and and also just walked away feeling like, man, that was so good for my soul. And I cannot wait to show them to you. But that is everything to do with the She Chose Hope podcast. So with all of that information behind us, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic, which is how do we choose hope when hope is painful? This was something I I found that I had to ask myself um, within the last couple years because I realized that I was hoping in things and dreaming in things that were leaving me incredibly broken, whether it was in relationships, whether it was in my health journey, or just other things in life. These things that I had placed my hope in and like all of my hope, they were leaving me broken. And it really, I really got to this moment of, okay, I have to mourn the death of these dreams, which is healthy and normal and natural. You need to you know, more in the death of these dreams, but how do I move forward with a healthy mindset of, okay, it's okay to hope. It's okay to dream. How do I, how do I hope and dream when doing so has always been in the past so painful or ended up in painful places instead of where we hoped to be? And even often finding ourselves in this place of, 
okay, I have to hope against hope because things seem so bad right now that I don't know how it's ever going to work out, but I'm going to hope against hope that this is for my good. And so if we're going to begin a conversation on hope, I think we need to first have a understanding of what does hope actually mean. And so let's look at the dictionary definition of hope. We are going to good old Merriam-Webster. And here on Merriam-Webster, the full definition of hope that it gives is that it means to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or to be true. It also means a desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment, to expect with confidence. And then I think it was really interesting, too, that Merriam-Webster also has an entry here on what does hope against hope mean. And it says to hope without any basis for expecting or fulfillment. And I thought that was really interesting because I, I think that ties in so beautifully with what we're going to be talking about. So now that we have this definition of what Merriam-Webster says about hope, um, how do we look at what scripture says that about hope and how does scripture define hope and then we're going to look at where do these two differ where do these two where do these two align then we will pray and I will let you go um so I thought as I was doing some research for this I found that there were a couple different words that scripture uses for hope and specifically in the old testament having hebrew words I, you are going to have to about to give me some grace, you guys, because I do not know how to pronounce these words other than the audio that I have heard off of the internet. Um, I am not a Hebrew scholar here, but <laughs> but I do think it's important that we understand what scripture has to say about this. So I'm going to give it my best shot. There are a couple different Hebrew words, and the first one is yahel, which is to wait. By implication, it means to be patient, hope. Be pained, stay, tarry, trust, or wait. And then there's maxe. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> it means a shelter, literally or figuratively. Hope, a place of refuge, shelter, or trust. And then we also have el peace, which is to anticipate, usually with pleasure, expectation, or confidence, faith, and hope. And so there are a couple things that these have um, the same. Um, one of the biggest parallels that I see between Merriam-Webster and um, the Old Testament Hebrew is that when we're looking at um, El Peace, which is to anticipate usually with pleasure, I think that lines up a lot with Merriam-Webster's definition of to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or to be true. Um, but when I so often, it feels like whenever we are coming out of spaces of brokenness and we're coming out of spaces where we have been really hurt and really pained, that we are no longer hoping with this pleasure, with this anticipation that's happy and joyful. We are hoping because it is the only thing we have left to do. It is the only thing we can do. And so I really thought that was interesting um, this word yahel, which is to that to wait, to be patient, to hope, 
and also how I mentioned to be pained to stay Terry trust and wait because I do feel like so much of hope is waiting and I think that is also part of the painful part because whenever we're hoping and we have eager expectation whether that's eager happy or eager like anxious when we have this expectation of hope we want it to happen now it's like Lord I want you to work in my life right now let it happen now but whenever we're talking about hope, I think it's really interesting that a lot of, like, this word is talking about to wait, to and this other word, to anticipate. And But I do really like also how every single one of these words that I mentioned talk about trust. And I think that is really neat because the reason we are able to trust con- or to hope confidently in the Lord is because we trust him and because we know his heart we can be happy and anticipating for things that we don't we don't know whether or not we can trust or things that we do not know are for certain but we do know for certain that Jesus is king we do know for certain that God is on his throne that Jesus came and died for us and rose again giving us victory we know that he loves us we know that he says he will never leave us or forsake us And these are things that we can hold on to and trust. And having this trust component enables us to hope against hope. And like I said before, Merriam-Webster defining hope against hope as this idea of hoping without any basis for expecting fulfillment. And I think whenever we are in impossible circumstances, we have zero basis for expecting fulfillment of something good. At least that's how I felt whenever I was in And honestly, I still feel that way sometimes Um, whenever I'm going through the deep waters of disability or heartbreak or whatever, you have this hope, but you have no reason to hope because everything else has been incredibly difficult. It would be really easy to look at my life and say, Cassidy, the last 11 years of your life have been a train wreck, which I mean, they have been in some respects, but you have been sick. You're now in a wheelchair. You have service dog. Like you're not in a relationship. You've gone through, you've had broken hearts. Like there's been so much brokenness the past 11 years. You have no reason to have hope, but this hope without any basis for expecting fulfillment, I think that hope against hope, but here's the thing. I can have hope because I can trust the love of the Lord. And I think that is something that is so incredibly powerful to me as I read through these Hebrew definitions of hope found in the Old Testament with all of them talking about trust. I can hope against hope because I know who my God is, because I trust in him, because I trust in his character that is unchanging, because I can trust in his love that is unwavering. And if that, if the wisdom, the sovereignty, the love of God has chosen to place me here, I can trust that love and that wisdom because I trust his character and I can have hope for the future because I trust in who he is so I just thought that was so cool bringing that all around and I think that's what enables us to choose hope when hope is painful because these different things in our lives that bring us pain it's not wrong to hope in those things it's not wrong to want good things or to have dreams but whenever we place our ultimate hope and identity in the person of Christ, whenever we're able to place our trust there and to place our hope there, we are not going to be let down. We are not going to be disappointed because he is unchanging and he, he is for his glory and our good. And so 
I know that sometimes whenever life is painful, it's really hard. I think it's natural to have these questions of, God, if you love me, why am I walking through this? Or God, if you are good, why why did you let me be sick? Or why did you know you let my family member die? I think these are natural questions. But I do think that also we are able to hope against hope because those things do not determine the character of God. Those things do not change his goodness. And it's it's hard for us to see that sometimes in the middle of our struggle. Um, it's really hard sometimes to, even whenever we're on the outside of it, like, Lord, why did I have to go through that? Um, and I think that's normal. And I think that's natural. And I, this would be where I would say, too, if you have those questions, do not hesitate to bring them before Jesus and just ask those questions, even if it's to do nothing else than to present them to him and say, God, I do not understand. I do not understand why if you love me, why you would allow this to happen because he's not afraid of our questions. And that's part of the reason that I want this to be a place where you can ask questions because I truly believe if we're seeking truth and we're seeking um, to, to know truth answers to these questions, that it's going to drive us closer to Jesus. It can't help but drive us closer to Jesus. And so I genuinely think he's not afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our emotions. And so I hope that today, <laughs> no pun intended, but um, I it's my desire that today by being able to see how these different these different words in the Hebrew talking about trust, how that enables us to have hope when hope doesn't make sense. I hope that's been an encouragement to you. But if you are someone here who who is on the other side of, hey, I have hoped and I have dreamed and now I'm in the middle of that pain of not having my dream realized or this dream has died or my hope is not going to be fulfilled. It can't be fulfilled like this hope is no more. If you are in the middle of that and you are feeling a lot of pain and heartache over that and you say Cassidy what do I do here in this space I want to first encourage you not to just yes we absolutely should go to God in prayer but I want to encourage you to grieve that loss because the death of dreams and the changes in our in hope is something that needs to be grieved and this was something I didn't realize for a really long time I thought that if I stop to grieve my dreams or grieve my hopes, that that means that um, that I'm giving up, or that means that I I'm you know I'm done with this. But really, what I needed to do was to stop to grieve and to to take that moment to affirm that this is the reality of what I have gone through, and this is the reality of what maybe didn't happen, and and to acknowledge how I was feeling. I couldn't move forward and dream bigger dreams. I couldn't move forward and hope in other things or even learn to put my ultimate hope in Jesus until I had grieved the loss of some of these dreams and some of these hopes. So I would definitely encourage you to absolutely take it to God in prayer and allow yourself to grieve. And sometimes that's painful, but we have the opportunity to use grief as an invitation from God to have deeper fellowship with him. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. And I want to leave you guys with this thought. And that is, if we are, if you are listening to this and you are somebody who says, yes, I I am struggling. I, I am trying to hope and I'm trying to hold on to ultimate hope. Like I'm doing all the things. I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. Like I, 
I am trying to have hope, but hope seems so distant. Hope seems so painful. I want to leave you with a couple of verses that um, are an encouragement to me that I hope you can hold on to today that will be an anchor for you. And that first one is Psalms 90 verse 10, which says, The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And the next one is Psalm 33, 20 through 22, which says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. And something that I really like about this is that you don't need a shield for no reason. (laughs) It says he's our help and our shield. Like you need help for a reason. You need to be shielded because you have to be protected because there's something going on. But it says for our heart is glad in him. I love this juxtaposition here that our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield in times of trouble, but our hearts can be glad in him at the same time because we trust in his holy name. We have this ultimate hope in who Jesus is. And so I leave you with one final verse, and that is Psalm 27, 13 through 14, which says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And I just, this phrase I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That fills me with so much um, so much encouragement. Like I feel so hopeful when I read that because just because our circumstances are hard doesn't mean that God doesn't have good things in store for you. Just because we are currently struggling doesn't mean that God has stopped plans for good things for the future. And I just, I love that this says, we shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We shall see his face. We shall see his goodness and his character and his love. Like even when everything else fades away, even when everything else seems so dimmed because of what we are going through, I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he's not going to hold that back from us. And so, those are things I want to leave you with, and I'm going to pray for us, and then I will will be done for today. Father God, thank you so much for who you are and who you allow us to be. God, I lift up the woman listening. I just ask that you infuse her with your hope. I ask that in the middle of whatever circumstance that she is dealing with, whether it is heartache, whether it is grief, whether it is the loss of someone that she loves, or whether it was health issues, whatever it is, God, I ask that you you comfort her. God, that you hold her in your arms and you remind her that you are not going anywhere, that you will not leave her or forsake her. God, thank you that you are our strong tower. Thank you, God, that you are our help and our shield. Thank you that you are a stronghold for the oppressed and a stronghold in times of trouble. God, thank you for the promise that we will get to look on the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God, thank you for the promise of your goodness, of your faithfulness, and of your love. And I ask that whatever circumstance we are going on, going through today, that you would allow us to reach for the hope that doesn't make sense uh, from a worldly standpoint. Help us to reach for the hope that is only found in you, the hope that people would say is hope against hope. 
Um, and God, help us to cling to you, to cling to that hope in you because we trust in you. And so I ask that um, you help us to walk away today encouraged and walk away today um, being able to hold the pain and the hope in tandem together because of what you have done, realizing that one does not need to exclude the other, that we can hold both with open hands for you to work. And so God, thank you for that. Thank you that we can come as you as we are. And I just ask that you help her to have a wonderful day today. In your name, amen. Thank you so much for listening, for being a part of my very first podcast. And um, I am so excited for next week. We will be joined with a guest and I am pumped and excited for you to hear from her. And I'll see you again right back here on the next episode.